are Locked On Pelicans, your daily New Orleans Pelicans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another edition of Locked On Pelicans, the daily podcast covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Pelicans and NBA, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, available wherever you get your podcasts. I'm your host, Pelicans Insider, credential member of the media, Jake Madison, at NOLA Jake on Twitter, here with y'all on this Monday and really excited about the show because it's the first time Locked On Pelicans is on YouTube. So if you prefer to listen to the show on YouTube, watch the show on YouTube, maybe you're trying to kind of pretend you're doing work and your boss is kind of near you, you can have this in another tab. You don't need it playing through your phone or anything else. You can now get it on YouTube. So please just search Locked on Pelicans on YouTube. Subscribe to the show if you want to get it there. And look, it's an exciting week for the Pelicans. The next couple of weeks are going to be they're going through a coaching search. We know they have the 10th pick in what's a deep-ish NBA draft. And we're not going to start with either of those two things because we've got a disgruntled Damian Lillard, and that means the Pelicans should be ready to pounce. So I'm going to give you an update on what's going on with that situation with Damian Lillard in Portland. We'll look at would it make sense for New Orleans? What could a trade package look like? And why would they just do something like this, even if it means giving up a whole lot? And then what are some of the ancillary moves that would come with that? And then, then we'll finally get into the coaching search, because if this Damian Lillard situation teaches us anything, it is that that coaching search and picking the right guy and the fallout that can come from that is an unbelievably important thing. But before we get to all of that, today's episode of Locked On Pelicans is brought to you by Spotify Greenroom. Download the app and join me Wednesdays at 6 p.m. Central to get in on the action, in on the conversation. It is so much fun. So Damian Lillard might be a little bit disgruntled, I think, in Portland to some degree. And this comes on the heels of it being announced that Chauncey Billups is pretty much going to be their next head coach. Chauncey Billups has some issues in his past 20 years ago, so it is a while, but there's still issues, um, where he basically settled a rape case. He was accused of this. It never went to trial. He was never convicted of it, but he did settle out of court with the victim. That's starting to come back and kind of bite him a little bit, as it honestly probably should, where Fans were asking Damian Lillard about it. Portland fans aren't thrilled about this hire, it sounds like, because of the sexual assault, sexual violence past that he has, and asked Damian Lillard about it. And he said, I didn't know about this. Someone asked me about the coaches that were in the in the running for it, and I said, I like Chauncey Billups. And it seems like he's upset about this. He's upset that maybe the Portland Trailblazers were considering a guy who has a past like this and doesn't want to have to deal with these questions. And you know what? You're the star player. You're absolutely going to be asked these questions. But it sounds like there could be some more friction than there's already been between him and the front office. And there was already to start this offseason. They lost pretty spectacularly in the playoffs, not looking very competitive whatsoever. And he's been there a long time. He's been the good soldier. But you look at that team and you look at him there, they're never going to win a title. And he's heaping pressure on this Trailblazers team, the front office, to a lesser degree ownership, I think, saying, I want to win. I want to win a title. And maybe he's looking there and going, I don't know if this is really a thing that I can do here. And he's starting to want out. So Chris Haynes, who's literally as well connected to Damian Lillard as possible when Chris Haynes says there's sources in that Yahoo article, the source is Damian Lillard. 
And it says, Damian Lillard seems to be a little bit upset about all of this and doesn't necessarily want to commit to the franchise, even though he's got three years left on his contract, but doesn't really know if he wants to commit, I guess, meaning play out the rest of the years on the deal. Something like that is what it could be. But he's unhappy. And he maybe wants to leave. And it sounds like he's already maybe thought about leaving. And he's likely using this coaching search stuff as an excuse. But going back to the bigger issue here is, yeah, this coaching search was kind of botched. It seems like you should have that be a big red flag and not someone you really kind of want to go all in on. And it sounds like it was basically Chauncey Billups or bust the entire time. They talked about how they interviewed Becky Hammond for the job to be the first woman head coach in the NBA, and then they're going to go right and pick someone who has sexually assaulted women in the past. It seems like they were using almost Becky Hammond as a little bit of cover. And if you're Damian Lillard, attaching yourself to that organization and the organization almost in a way putting you in the line of fire with this questioning can't really sit well with you. And so because of that, I think he's going to maybe use this as an excuse to be like, screw this. I don't condone some of this activity. I don't want to be involved in this. You guys need to trade me and you guys got to get me out of here because you screwed it up. Not because I don't want to be here, but you guys screwed this up so much that I can't play for you anymore when really it's just the team's probably not good enough and this is a convenient scapegoat for him. But this also goes to show you that hiring the right head coach and getting that process correct is a really freaking important thing in the NBA. Look at kind of what went down with the Dallas Mavericks. In in a similar situation, right, Jason Kidd has these domestic violence accusations on his record. He's got driving under the influence um, convictions. All of these were convictions for, uh, for Jason Kidd. And they just kind of rushed him right into that job almost immediately. Except that time it seems like it was because Luka Doncic wants him. And it was kind of as simple as that. Give the guy who he wants and all of that. This stuff matters when it comes to hiring coaches and appeasing your stars. And look, if Luca, who's conv- not conveniently, he's in Slovenia with the Slovenian national team getting ready for the uh, Olympics, doesn't need to field tough questions about this right now. But unfortunately, Damian Lillard does. And you can see the kind of toll that takes him. And you've got to wonder what might happen to Luca if he gets asked some of those questions, whether it's fans tweeting at him. And I don't know if he has a Twitter or not or anything like that. But shows you that there's a lot of perception issues when it comes into this. Something that the Pelicans, who were, and I can tell you as a fact, were interested in Chauncey Billups. I don't think Billups would have taken this job, and I don't think they really went that far with Chauncey Billups, especially because it does seem like he was kind of destined to go to the Portland Trailblazers. Stuff matters. Telling you this stuff matters and making smart decisions that are smart PR moves so you don't put your star in a line of questioning is only a good thing. What if people were going to Zion Williamson and going, what do you think about your new head coach's you know, sexual assault past? Do you think he would have liked that? Do you think he would have liked that the team put him in that situation by hiring that coach if it wasn't a guy that he was like 100,000% on board with? Probably not. And so maybe in a way, the Pelicans dodged a bit of a bullet when it comes to the stuff with Chauncey Billups or you know, potentially Jason Kidd, who was never in the running for this and we didn't need to worry about, thank God, on multiple levels because he's not a good head coach. So anyway, Damian Lillard seems like he might want out. And if that's the case, the Pelicans should be re- should already be picking up the phone, making calls over to Neil Olshay, trying to get Damian Lillard here before Olshay gets fired, which seems like it might be coming any single day now. But they should do whatever they can to get Damian Lillard. So what would realistic trades look like? And then what does the team need to do the rest of the way to have a competitive roster? Because you're certainly going to give up a lot for him. And we're going to get into that coming up here next on Locked on Pelicans. And then I'll give you some more details on the coaching search in the third segment of today's show. 
But before we get to that, today's episode of Locked On Pelicans is brought to you by Built Bar. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. I eat one of these personally every single day. I really love these. The mint brownie is my favorite flavor. It tastes like mint chocolate chip ice cream, except it's healthy for you. It's kind of unbelievable. I eat one of these things every single day right after I work out. I've used them as meal replacements. I travel a lot for my day job too, and I have these things in my bag constantly. And I just went on a bachelor party with a bunch of friends where I brought a bunch with me because we we're going to need something to eat during the day. And everyone raved about these things. They've got nine delicious flavors, coconut, coconut almond, cherry raspberry, mint brownie, peanut butter brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel. There's absolutely something for everyone. And they have like special limited time flavors. I got a churro puff bar that's absolutely delicious. And not only are Built Bars the best tasting protein bar out there, they're pretty much the healthiest one out there too. 17 grams of protein, only 130 calories, 4 grams sugar, 4 grams net carbs. You're not wasting all the cardio and that gym work you did when you eat one of these things. I've seen some that have 300 calories in them. 15 grams of sugar, that's like a candy bar at that point. You don't want that. That's kind of undoing all the work you've done. You may as well eat the best tasting protein bar out there that is the healthiest as well. So if you want to get in on the Built Bar trend here, go to BuiltBar.com, use promo code LOCK15, and you're going to get 15% off your first order. Again, that is promo code LOCK15 for 15% off over at BuiltBar.com. Okay, today on the road to the finals, our NBA playoff coverage brought to you by Michelob Ultra. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. And at 2.6 carbs and 95 calories, we can all enjoy the games a little bit more this season. Closeout game for the Phoenix Suns. Going up 3-1 on the Lakers, we get a game five, or not the Lakers, the Clippers, game five. This Suns team is so much fun, and as we get into the third segment, keep an eye on how good Monty Williams is doing there with that Phoenix Suns team. Bit of a redemption tour for him. Is there a redemption for another former head coach who kind of failed, was an assistant for a little bit, rehabbed his reputation, and is now ready for the job again? Because that's going to be incredibly relevant to the Pelicans, potentially, when we get to it, and we'll dive into that a little little bit more here in the third segment of today's show but we're still talking Damian Lillard might be unhappy it seems like he's he's bound to force his way out from the Portland Trailblazers soon the Pelicans are on the hunt for another star to pair alongside Zion maybe to a degree appease Zion and also try and get into the playoffs and just be a, a damn competitive team and start winning some basketball games because that's a pretty important thing that they haven't been very good at doing for a little while Damian Lillard Probably as perfect as it could get when it comes to a guy to pair next to Zion Williamson. A guy that is just instant offense. As clutch as they come in the league, you guys see me doing it on the YouTube video here. I'm slapping my wrist. Dame time is a very real thing and must watch TV whenever you uh, see that like league pass alert late at night since they're on the West Coast. It's... Fun to watch him play. He can go out and get his shot and score at will, which is exactly what you need to put next to Zion Williamson. Zion can score. B.I. can score as well, but he's not the best necessarily at getting his shot off and creating offense for others, though he's pretty good at it. Damian Lillard can do all of those things, and you need another player like that on this roster. So what would it take to get Damian Lillard here? Look, it's going to take a lot. The Pelicans would ideally like to do this while retaining Brandon Ingram so that you have a big three of Zion, Brandon Ingram, and Damian Lillard. I don't know if that's realistic. I don't know if they're going to be able to do something like that and bring in Damian Lillard and keep B.I. So likely B.I. is going to be the centerpiece of a package to Portland if they trade for Damian Lillard. 
That's the big thing. If you're pro trading for Damian Lillard, you've got to be cool, including BI in there. If you're not cool, including BI in there, then you know what? You're probably not going to be happy with the way the rest of this conversation is going to go. It's just, I can't imagine a world where they don't want the all-star player who's young coming back to their team. They're not going to want to go through a full-on rebuild. They don't have like great draft picks, things like that. They're going to need BI to kind of build around and start to retool for the future, similar to what New Orleans did when they got Brandon Ingram in the trade for Zion Williamson. So it makes you kind of worry to a degree, right? As good as Damian Lillard is, the age difference between Brandon Ingram and him is fairly significant. That's that's something that you need to at least consider in a trade like this. You know, Damian Lillard, as I as I pull it up here in my notes, but my computer's going a little bit slow. He's on the wrong side of thirty. He's just over thirty. He'll be thirty-one next season. Brandon Ingram is not. That is a a very big difference in terms of ages. And Bi is only going to get better. And Damian Lillard can probably keep this up for a long time. But you know, when you look at tenure in the league, it's probably going to be Brandon Ingram, uh, who's seven years younger, by the way, than Damian Lillard is, um, more so than it's going to be uh, Damian Lillard. So B.I. is significantly younger. If that's just a deal breaker for you, that's a deal breaker for you. You know, Brandon Ingram's going to be 24 next season. There's a, there's a significant difference there. But right now, today, Damian Lillard is a better basketball player than Brandon Ingram is. And so we don't need to get too deep into trade packages because... You know what? Damian Lillard's better, and the Pelicans should include anything they want outside of Zion Williamson. It would probably be some sort of package of Brandon Ingram, plus another one of the young guys, Nah, Jax, or Kyra, depending on who they like the most, maybe two of those three, and a whole slew of first-round picks. I'd like to not include the 10th pick in this draft to, to them in this trade, but they'd probably want it. But I'd be willing to include any of the Lakers picks and any of the Bucks picks. I saw a thing on Twitter being like, they want at least four first round picks. Sure, sure. Send those all off. You've seen uh, Wolf of Wall Street, right? Where, where DiCaprio's just firing off the dollar bills, the $100 bills saying they're fun coupons. That's what the Pelicans should be doing with first round picks. And all of the ones that they have, 11 over the next like seven drafts for a trade in a trade for Damian Lillard. If you can get Dame here and pair him and run pick and rolls with him and Zion Williamson and have just a score that teams have to double, teams have to double Damian Lillard. That's what you do unless you got Drew Holiday on the team. You double Damian Lillard. It's going to open so much more up for Zion Williamson and every single other person on this team. It's a no-brainer to make a move like this. The other thing is Zion's upset. Zion is upset and wants to win now. And if you want to keep Zion to even just his second contract, and you guys have heard me talk about my concerns when it comes to that, well then, you also need to trade for Damian Lillard and start winning basketball games and get in as the sixth seed or better next year. Not seven or eight in the play-in tournament. The expectations are higher than that because Zion wants to win. Yeah, the play-in tournament's cool, but it, you got to do better than that because you might lose in that and then technically you're not in the playoffs and you're in like the semi-postseason, which isn't a real thing. So this is a move to also appease Zion and maybe keep him here longer. Brandon Ingram's expendable in that sense to me. It's all about Zion, really kind of as simple as that. Um, so if you do that trade, though, re-signing Lonzo Ball, I think, becomes an imperative just to keep some depth on this team because you're going to give up a lot. Bringing back Josh Hart and overpaying for Josh Hart and to a degree Lonzo Ball, I would do both of those moves. And if you're David Griffin, you're going to Gail Benson going, we're bringing a bona fide stud to put next to Zion Williamson, we're going to have to pay the luxury tax. Maybe you try and dip it 
later on and duck out of it, but you're going to need to at least do it for this year to kind of get the depth and everything in place. Because otherwise, you'll have Dame, you'll have Zion, you'll have a couple other guys in the starting lineup, and not a whole lot else. You need to have that whole lot else to really kind of carry you and add some depth. And then use whatever picks you have left over to really go all in and try and win a championship immediately. It's a bit of a desperation move, but I actually think things are pretty rough here in New Orleans right now. I kind of feel like the house is on fire. You know, the facility at Airline Drive is on fire a little bit right now and starting to burn. And you don't want the whole thing to go up in flames. So you've got to try and just throw water on it something like that immediately and make this as good as possible right now because look Zion's unhappy the team I don't think has the greatest perception league-wide right now but swinging a trade for Damian Lillard fixes a lot of that remember when the Pelicans when Dell Demp swung the trade for Boogie Cousins kind of changed the perception of the franchise inside and outside of the building you know completely overnight in one single move and I think they have the ability to do so right now and I think that's something that they absolutely need to do so you pay the luxury tax if you do this you re-sign Lonzo you re-sign Josh Hart and you really go all in with a very expensive team next year but who's going to lead that team that's kind of the big question right now and that's something we're going to get into next in today's edition of Locked on Pelicans coaching search update but before we get to that, today's episode of Locked On Pelicans brought to you by Bet Online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. Baseball season's in full swing. You can track all the action over at betonline.ag. Plus, you can get all the odds you want on pretty much anything. You want to bet on the Pelicans coaching search? You want to get in on the NBA playoffs because you're feeling really good about the Suns tonight, rooting for Imani Williams? You can do all of that and just get all the latest news on basically any sports you want MLB, NBA, NHL, and all your UFC, MMA action. So before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop top or mobile device and check out all of the great news sign up bonuses and contest information to make some easy money because you're a smart you're a smart sports person you know what you want to bet on so don't sit on the sidelines anymore as this is your chance to get in on the action and make these games way more interesting so head to the website using your mobile device to sign up today and receive a 50 percent welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use promo code locked on that's free money right there it's like you've already won a bet when you use promo code locked on over at betonline.ag betonline your online sports book experts all right wrapping up today's show the first show on youtube so again please go to youtube.com search locked on pelican subscribe to the show if you ever want to just listen to the show in a browser here we'll also have some other content on this uh, on the page as well and this is a lot of fun another way to kind of interact with everyone too so i appreciate all the support everyone's given as we do it we'll probably have some technical issues throughout my time kind of getting up to speed on all of this and the different way of recording but i'm going to make it as seamless as possible um so if there's a missing episode here and there it's always going to be in podcast form you never need to worry about that so also subscribe to locked on pelicans and locked on nba wherever you get your podcast so head coaching update we're talking about trading for players right and all of this other stuff but who's actually going to lead this team the pelicans have been a little quiet on that front over the past week or so and i've seen a lot of people kind of freaking out because we've seen the indiana pacers fill their head coaching job already we've seen the dallas mavericks basically lose carlisle and then less than a week later get jason kidd in the portland trailblazers have started to maybe and who knows what's going to happen with that if it's actually going to end up being chauncey billups or not um you know fill their job jobs are starting to get filled and the pelicans are taking some time And if you remember, it took them a while to fill Alvin Gentry's vacant position last year. And that was a big deal because Stan Van Gundy got hired late and didn't have as much time to kind of meet his players, work with his players. There were COVID issues, too, that were kind of impacting that. But getting a new head coach into the building sooner rather than later and getting them started and building rapport more than anything with Zion Williamson seems like it would be pretty important. 
And they don't want a repeat of what they kind of ran into last year. So filling this job sooner and not waiting a couple of months or weeks, I, I think is actually a big thing. So I understand why people are kind of freaking out about this, but it also hasn't even been two weeks just yet. So I think it's okay and you can have a little bit of patience when it comes to the Pelicans with Pelicans with this. From talking to people with the team around the league, there's two front runners. It's Charles Lee and Jacques Vaughn right now. Uh, uh, now there might be other candidates in there. We knew Stan Van Gundy was was rumored for the mix, but we didn't necessarily see him as the front runner, as the guy who was going to get the job till kind of when it was happening. But right now, the front runners definitely are Charles Lee and Jacques Vaughn. Two two opposite ends of the spectrum here. And look, I. I'm done giving David Griffin the benefit of the doubt. I gave him the benefit of the doubt with Stan Van Gundy. I actually thought Stan Van Gundy was going to do a good job, and I tried to sell you all on Stan Van Gundy and the job that he was going to do. And then he, then he completely failed. And about halfway through the season, you heard me kind of turn on him to a certain degree, and I wasn't as pleased with the work that he was doing here in New Orleans. You know, so I'm not going to work like a PR arm of the team right now. That's David Griffin's job, and he's going to certainly do it with whoever they fire. Like, you know, the press conference he's going to have and all of that stuff and all the spin that's going to come out with all of that, and it's such BS. Look, whoever they hire, there's pros and cons of of both guys here. And maybe there's someone else. So pros and cons of anyone that they're going to hire, right? And it's up to David Griffin, who has way more intel than we do, to try and evaluate these coaches. I'm not in on the interviews that they're having with the team and what they're presenting and how they're making their case to try and coach it. You know, as much as we talk to people around the league, I'm not one of the players on the Nets or the Milwaukee Bucks. Lee's an assistant on the Bucks. Uh, Vaughn is an assistant on the Nets, who work with him on a daily basis. So I couldn't necessarily tell you a ton. A lot of my reporting and my read on the situation comes from a lot of the same stuff that you're seeing, and then it's just influenced by conversations kind of behind the scenes and with people. But all of it's still secondhand, right? Basically, what I'm trying to say is it's really tough to try and evaluate coaches if we're here in the media. So I don't want to sell you on someone because whoever they hire might be really good and also could be really, really bad. And it's just kind of one of those things that we're going to need to wait and see on. It's, it's a results-oriented business that we're in, and when you're good, I'll praise you. When you're bad, I'm going to slam you, and it's kind of as simple as that. Look, in terms of Jock Vaughn, his record with the Orlando Magic was bad. There's no doubting that. Under 30 winning percentage, right? Under 300. That's not good. Now, that team kind of sucked. They were young. Those players weren't in their primes. When you look at it, the roster, like, that should have been better. No, they shouldn't have. A lot of those guys were really young, like Aaron Gordon was a rookie. Um, so it wasn't quite the same team that, you know, could have been there today if all of those guys were in their primes. Also, sometimes it takes guys making mistakes. And one of the things you've heard him say is he was a little too controlling, a little too micromanaging. You know, he had, there's a quote of him saying he didn't want players to wear their do-rags when they were warming up and like told them to take that off. Yeah, the players in the NBA are going to bristle back at that and not have buy-in with you whatsoever or develop sort of any good relationship with you. But it sounds like he's learned from that. And he said all of the right things in media interviews about how he's kind of loosened up as a coach. He's able to build rapport with guys more. And it sounds like he's also a great teacher of the game. So while his record there isn't good, you know, you, you hope that people aren't the same that they were six years ago when he was fired with the Orlando Magic. And Monty Williams is a good example of this. You know, if Jock Vaughn is hired, the natural comparison is going to be to Monty Williams. Monty should have been fired in New Orleans. I, I, I will say that again. Monty should have been fired in New Orleans 100%. He was too controlling. He wouldn't play certain guys because of their attitudes and they weren't religious enough for him. I'm serious. These, these are actual facts. And it sounds like he's loosened up over time and learned from those mistakes. There's no reason that Jock Vaughn can't do it. But I also understand if you don't want to give David Griffin and Jock Vaughn the benefit of the doubt with that. 
And then you look at Milwaukee with Charles Lee, who seems to really connect with a lot of the players up there. And is everyone saying that he's going to be a head coach sooner rather than later and also very good X's and O's guy and feel for the game and teaching it and kind of developing relationships. It's all really good, but he's unproven, right? Jacques Vaughn is more of a devil you know kind of thing. At least he's got some head coaching experience. He's made some of those mistakes and hopefully he won't repeat those mistakes again. In fact, it's maybe likely that he won't repeat some of those mistakes again, whereas Charles Lee might make those same mistakes that first-time head coaches do. And you get some of that out of the way, I think, with Jock Vaughn. Also, some familiarity there with Trajan Langdon having come from the Brooklyn Nets while, uh, while Vaughn was an assistant coach. I don't know if either of these are the, the sexiest names out there, but those are the names you're kind of dealing with, and this is kind of my perspective on it. I don't want to say either is going to be a good coach or they're going to be a bad coach because, frankly, there, there's not very many people that can actually say that with certainty or with enough information to feel confident in that. And we've seen kind of the track records for both of them in different ways. But what it comes to it is this. One, it's hard to hire a head coach, but that's also David Griffin's job. And he has to get this right because things are hot over at Airline right now in the Pelicans facility. And as we've seen from the Chauncey Billups situation, the Jason Kidd situation, getting this hire right is really important for your star players. Seems like Luke is happy with Jason Kidd. Good. Seems like Damian Lillard is not happy with the Chauncey Billups situation and the way this all played out. You've got to nail this hire if you're David Griffin for the future of Zion and the future of the Pelicans. Not that I'm worried about them moving away. All right, that's going to do it for this edition of Locked on Pelicans. More on the draft this week. We'll have more updates on the coaching search as well. Are there dark horse candidates I kind of want to get into and people that haven't been brought up, but maybe the Pelicans need to think a little bit differently than the way they've thought so far. But that's going to do it for this edition of Locked on Pelicans. Thank you all very much for listening. Don't forget, check out the ultimate mock draft starting July 19th, the ultimate mock draft 2021 presented by Locked on and Odyssey featuring analysis from the GOAT of NBA mock drafts, Chad Ford and Odyssey. NBA experts Brian Scalabrine and former general manager Ryan McDonough. Our Locked On NBA local experts will make the selections and trades for your favorite basketball teams through this week-long special event. Search the Ultimate Mock Draft 2021 on the new Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Odyssey is your audio home for all sports, podcasts, music, and news that matters to you. That's Odyssey, A-U-D-A-C-Y. As always, I'm your host, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter. I'll be back with you all tomorrow.